The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. We're glad you found us. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Unlock the power of your dreams. Welcome to Ask Dr. Dream with Kelly Sullivan Walden. Welcome to Ask Dr. Dream, where we uncover the truth of your dreams to reveal the beauty of who you are. And I'm your host, Kelly Sullivan Walden, aka Dr. Dream. So happy to be here on Unity Online Radio. And today, my guest is you. I'm going to have Nancy T joining me in just a few minutes, and we're going to talk to you about your dreams. And we've got a bunch of people that have written in some dreams, but if you want to call in to actually get some live interpretation, which is always the best because we can ask you questions and we're not making stuff up and and it usually tends to be a little bit more accurate and more juicy. The number is 816-251-3555. So if you have a question about nighttime dreams in particular, the ones where you're maybe lucid or if you're flying or falling or dining on a magic carpet with Oprah, or in my case, I had a dream that Oprah actually showed up um, first of all, she was giving me a closet critique, um, a critique on my closet, <laughs> on the stuff that was in my closet. And um, and then she was, she was sitting around and I don't know, she was trying to counsel me on stuff and it was a little annoying, but I woke up very happy that, um, I don't know, it was a feel good kind of a dream ultimately, even though it was a little annoying. So sometimes we have scary dreams that in my mind are all good dreams, every dream comes to us in the service of our health, our healing, our wholeness, and other stings, other things and stings that start with a, like, holy God, you're amazing. So that's what we're going to talk about today. And let's see, let's start with a little prayer just to get us nice and centered. So let me invite you to turn within. Close your eyes if you can, if you're not operating heavy machinery or driving a car. So let's just turn within and just find that sweet, still place in the center where everything else can be released and let go of. We're right where we're supposed to be. We are home, sweet home. We just let everything go. Our exhale is that wonderful exit door that helps us to let go of any derivative of fear that we've been holding on to that we no longer need or want. And because nature abhors a vacuum, we can open up with every brand new breath and breathe in the sweetness, breathe in our connection to God, Goddess, Spirit, the dream maker, the source of where dreams come from. We can do all of that simply by breathing. It's so easy. It's nearer than our hands and feet and closer than this breath, that sweet stuff that we desire. So let's just allow ourselves to land in the center of it. And let's just allow ourselves to think symbolically during this show, during this precious hour. 
that we have here on Unity Online Radio. Let's just open ourselves up to use that more intelligent part of our mind that doesn't see obstacles, that sees solutions as a thousand times more gigantic than any problem we might be facing or any challenge we're tangoing with. Our symbolic subconscious spirit mind is way beyond the box, way beyond limitations. And as we shine a light on that part of our mind, we just notice that the little things that were upsetting us or challenging us become so micro, so small, so manageable. It's one of the blessings we get from dreams. Okay. So without further ado, let's come out of this prayer. Actually, let's never leave this prayer. Let's let the prayer keep going, but let's start talking about dreams. I'm going to welcome Nancy T on. Let's see, Nancy T. Are you there? Are you there? I sure am. Hi, Kelly. Good morning. What a dreamy voice. (laughs) Maybe it's not morning. It feels like morning to me. I'm just waking up. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I'm almost in your time zone. I'm in Mexico still without you. It's so strange to be here without you. Nancy, for those of you who don't know, Nancy T and I have been in Mexico for the last couple of weeks. One week was spent in Teotihuacan. Mexico, Mm. we were exploring the pyramids and the ancient ruins, which are very much alive with a a group of very brave and beautiful souls at the Dreaming House um, with Emily Greaves. We had her on the show twice in the last couple of weeks. Anyway, it was amazing. And then Nancy and I spent another week in Mexico City. Dana and I are still here. I'm live in Coyoacan. Am I saying it right? I hope so. Nancy, how are you? Coyoacan. <laughs> it's the place where the coyotes roam, or at least there's beautiful plazas where there's awesome statues of coyotes everywhere. I'm missing you, and Nancy. How how are you Teo, recovering? What, How's... Place, what do we what do we call Teo? The place where gods what, say that one. Where part. men become oh well, it, they yeah. say it's where men become gods. But Emily, I love her reframing. It's where humans become aware and awake to their divinity. Oh, there you go. And now Hello. I'm in Ohio. <laughs> oh, hey, but Ohio is where you're at. So it's got to be good. It's got to be, there's got to be something yeah. awesome about Ohio and it's snowing. You're going to make snow angels. I am just for you, Kelly. Only you couldn't do that. Oh my goodness. Just for anyone, but you asked for snow angels. So there's going to be a video and it'll be I'm me so and my daughter. No angel and all up out the place. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so excited because we're I live in sunny yeah. California where it's just I mean I, I'm not complaining about the sun. We did have a ton of rain that I happened to miss, but now I'm in sunny Mexico. It's just sunny, 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 which is fabulous. But I like snow. And I can't wait to You're see your snow angel. Oh, hey, do you want to pull a hero's journey oracle card for us to have as kind of a theme yeah. for the show today? Yeah. I've got my beautiful box of cards, everybody. So beautiful. And my book is coming out. And here we go. I'm going to pull out the deck and shuffle it. Wow. One card just happened to be flipped over. Okay. I'm going to uh, do a little shuffle here. These are such beautiful cards. And they just, they touched me when I got them. Thank you for them, Kelly. 
And You're I'm welcome. And thank you. Shout out to Rasuli, Rasuli, the amazing Rasuli, artist. Rasuli, the beautiful art. Rasuli.com. Okay. So magical. Here's my card. Oh, oh, I'm so happy. The card is 10,000 angels. And it says, mm. lean on your circle of supernatural support. Oh, so this well, is a message for everyone listening. This is for Nancy. It's for me. And it's for everyone who's listening. Okay. So tell us what, tell us what's in it and what does it look like? What's on the cover of it? Oh my gosh. It's beautiful. Well, it looks like a swirl almost of, of autumnal colors, you know, with, uh, it's got browns and earth tones and it looks like a big swirl and there's these beautiful bright clouds peeking through and you can see like you know, trees in the distance. It's just beautiful. But it, what it looks like is supernatural support. It makes complete sense. Mm. The picture <laughs> matches the description, as they all do. Oh, my gosh. I love it. Um, and the the quote, just to let you know, is when angels visit us, we do not hear the rustle of wings, nor feel the feathery touch of the breast of a dove, but we know their pros- their presence by the love they create in our hearts. And that's by mm. Mary Baker Eddy. Oh, I love her. Oh, I love that. I love it. I think I, she's the I one that wrote, her. Mary Baker Eddy was the creator of Christian science, I believe. And um, she wrote the book, oh. You Can't Afford the Luxury of the Negative Thought. I think sometimes if the book oh. title is good enough, you don't even need to read the book. Like Terry Cole Whitaker's <laughs> book, yeah. Every Saint Has a Past and Every Sinner Has a Future. Great book. Don't even need to read it. It's so good. Anyway, Mary Baker Eddy. Yay. Awesome. Uh-huh. Okay. So what else? Give me like a little bit of the message and then we'll end okay. the dream symbol. Okay. All right. Um, the message is you have a circle of supernatural support, spirit guides, and angelic beings surrounding you always. You have at least 10,000 angels on hand at all times, above, beneath, and on either side of you. And um, the dream symbol is departed loved one. When you dream of a departed loved one, you're connecting with their immortal spirit, the qualities they represent to you, and perhaps receiving a message of love and wisdom to assist you on your quest. The mantra is, I'm cradled in a supernatural web of light and miracles that propel me along the way. Thank you, Nancy. You picked an awesome card and you're never going to believe. I I think, I'm not sure if this is Katie, the one that we know, but let's see if this is, we've got a caller named Katie and I hope she's got a dream. Katie, you're on the show. You're live. Hi, Katie. Are you the one that was just in Teotihuacan with us or is this a different Katie? No, this is a different Katie. Hi, Katie. Hi, different Katie. Katie. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe you will come to Teotihuacan with us one of these days. But welcome to Dr. Dream. And I have asked Dr. Dream. And let's see, do you have any dreams that you'd like to share? Or any questions about dreams? Yeah, I do. Actually, I have, um, I have a dream and I have a question. So Great. the dream is one that I had a while ago. It wasn't recent, but it was, it was very puzzling because. Okay. It seems like it was like really scary, and it was, but I don't really think it was supposed to be scary. And when mm. I say it wasn't supposed to be, I mean, I don't think it's a warning or, you know what I mean? I think, I think it's just a powerful dream. Okay. So in this dream, I was um, 
kind of like at a picnic. It wasn't really a picnic, but we were sitting on uh, blankets, like out on, in, in a grassy area with some friends of mine and I. And uh, and all of a sudden, these mountain lions appeared. And I knew that there was, I could see one kind of in the, not the very far distance, but not like right up next to us, but close enough that I was concerned. And then there was another one that I knew was behind me. And uh, and my friend who I was talking to um, all of a sudden got this look of terror on her face. And I knew that the mountain lion behind me was like about to pounce on me. And I wasn't really scared, but I was sort of scared for her. You know, I was scared that she was scared. I wasn't scared of the mountain lion because mm-hmm. I couldn't see it. And then the dream just ended. So I never did actually get wow. pounced upon by the lion. But um, it's one of those dreams you, you, you're not really sure what it means. And I've never really mm-hmm. been able to let go of that. And I've always wondered what it meant. Oh, Katie, I love this dream so much. Thank you so much for sharing it. Okay, I'm going to dive in from an if it were my dream perspective. Actually, let me just ask you really quick. If this dream were a movie, give it a title. What would the title of this movie be? Lions at the Picnic. Lions at the Picnic. Ooh. Okay. Is there a subtitle that goes with this movie just in case? Um, is there a subtitle? Um, let's see. Um, Well, okay. I'm not really sure, but if, if there was, it would be something about um, things being unexpected because you wouldn't expect to see a mountain lion, right, you know, right, at a right, right. casual picnic. So it would probably be something about, you know, be be aware of, of what you don't expect or, I don't know, something like that. That's probably a terrible mm. subtitle. <laughs> no, no. I mean, if it were actually a movie, it'd probably, you know, who knows, but this is, it's perfect. Whatever we pick for a dream movie <laughs> subtitle and title, it's perfect. Okay, so let me just, I'm just going to ask you a couple of quick questions since we've got you. Um, if I were an alien and I had no idea what a mountain lion was, could you describe what, what it's like, what its energy is like? Describe it to me. Yeah, I would say um, it's a wild animal. It's very powerful. It's known for its stealth. It's known for, and I would say that... Um, you know, female mountain lions, I think, are actually more, um, you know, mm. they have sort of a, a stronger reputation than the male. Like, usually in most species, the, the male is the one that gets the most attention. But I think in lions, you know, the female lion sort of comes out on top if you talk about the characteristics. So I would say uh, that it's a, mm. it's a, it's a powerful, um, you know, kind of feminine energy. Although now that I'm saying it, that sounds a little strange. But that's what would come to me. I was describing oh, I an it. alien, and I would say okay. it's very powerful. I would say it's very close to the ground. It's very muscular. It's very, um, you know, it's um, it's uh, and it's a carnivore. Mm. Ooh, okay, wonderful. It eats Thank other you. Beings. Okay, and <laughs> you know? it eats other beings. Okay, and a picnic. But it's not um, evil, right? No. Because that's like it has to live. Right? So. <gasps> I am, I mean, in my, if it were my dream, I would say, no, of course it's not evil. Every single element in our dream is an, is a part of who we are and is part of it's, I wouldn't say that there's anything that's innately evil, even if it 
is scary to us, but let's, let's stick with you for a moment and then I'll chime in with my two cents and Nancy will, Nancy will do, but let's see, what's a picnic. If I don't know what a picnic is, what's the energy of it? Like, what's it feel like to be on a picnic? What's that? It's fun. It's lighthearted. It's outside. You're doing something you would normally do inside, but you're doing it in a different environment Mm -hmm. and you're doing it with friends Mm -hmm. and it's social and it's fun and hopefully delicious. And sometimes there are ants. And sometimes there are ants. Okay. Except so when there are I'm just, lions. except when there are mountain lions, either ants or mountain lions, either way. Okay. <laughs> <clears throat> if this were my dream, I would, this is just, and of course, anytime anybody says um, any perspective about their dreams, it says a lot about them. So this is, if it were my dream, um, I would say there's, to me, it just feels energetically like a picnic is this thing that I do that's out in the open and it's kind of fun and it's luxurious. And it's even in my mind, I would even say it's something I do when I've got time on my hands. It's like this, it's, it's almost like the lazy part of me thinks, wow, wouldn't it be nice to just have a picnic? It's this thing that I do and I'm kind of vulnerable in my joy in my, Ah, laying out there in the wide open. And maybe there's some part of me that is afraid of taking that that indulgent time in being that exposed. And um, I'm just thinking of myself and even other people I know in my life that are busy, busy, busy. And it's a little bit safer to be guarded and busy and indoors and doing something that might not be quite as fun and quite as open-hearted and quite as exposed um, there's, it's like, there's, you can't hurt or can't hit a moving target target, but when you're right, right. there, it's like, they yeah. can get you. So it makes me think that there's some part of me that is like a critic that, that will pounce on me if I'm exposed or if I'm, if I let myself be out in the open, if I let myself feast Ooh, out in the open. Yeah. So what's that? What is that? What in, is there something that you say to yourself about exposing yourself or being open and lighthearted, having fun when, is there a critic in you that prowls the perimeter that pounces when you least oh, expect definitely. it? Yeah. I'm a type A person. So I'm all about, you okay. know, nose to the grindstone. <laughs> yeah. Not that I enjoy, you know, I still enjoy having fun and everything, but I'm, you know, I, I take my life and my work pretty seriously. Yeah. Yeah. And I'd say there's so many people like myself that can relate to that. So because I believe that our dreams come to us in the service of our health, healing, and wholeness, it's not just here to say, okay, here's the problem. The problem is there's a little bit of fear around taking this luxurious time and, and it's easier to hide ourselves in work and the indoors and all of that. But from my perspective, if it were my dream, I'd be curious about what it would be like when, if, if this lion weren't actually here to hurt me, what if it was here to give me a gift, here to give a message? Like if you could suddenly pause the scene of this movie, this dream movie, and turn around so you could get a good look at this lion and maybe ask it what its gift was for you or what it might want to give you that might be unexpected beyond what you think that it's just going to pounce and hurt you. What else might might it say to you? Might it offer you? Hmm. Well, 
it's a good question because I, you know, I don't remember exactly what was going on when I had it. As I said, it was a dream I had a little while ago. Sure. But I can say that um, that I am always, <laughs> I'm always busy with with something with, and not just necessarily with work things. I'm always busy with work, but you know, I'm a mom, and um, and there's always mm-hmm. something going on with my kid, and there's always something going on with my house. <laughs> You know, there's sort of right. a lot of uh, a lot of responsibilities. Right, 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 right. Well, I would invite you to. This is one of the things that I do with my dreams. If I have a scary character or an animal, I always imagine that it's not just here to hurt me. That if I ask it, that there it represents an aspect of my power that might be willing to, if I, if I receive that power, I might feel more confident. I might feel less edgy. Like if I embodied the critic, if I embodied, if I, if I had it in me and I wasn't outside of me and I could love it and own it, then I don't know, maybe I could enjoy myself a little bit more. So Mm -hmm. I'm going to just percolate that for a second. Let's let Nancy weigh in. Nancy, you've been listening. You're at the picnic with us. We're munching (laughs) down. All of a sudden, there's some mountain lions coming around. What what do you take of this? What what comes to you? Wow. Well, you know, I have had so many dreams with animals. And because of my history, a long, long time ago, I, I was bit by a dog. I've always had this fear of them, but if I if this were my dream, I would immediately notice that even though there were mountain lions, I was just fine. And then mm. when when Katie, when you explained that in your life that you've got a lot happening and you're always very busy and and maybe you do see a picnic as an indulgence, um, agreeing with Kelly in that regard, it makes me feel like the dream is the message is you're just fine to take a moment you're just fine and there's nothing scary about it you can coexist with all of those other things in the world and be just fine to breathe and enjoy a picnic oh i love that i love that (laughs) awesome so katie if you could if you could Take your dream and now with this with this awareness, re-engage in the dream and let it continue. But you have the directorial, you have the input, you have you're the director. What would you do to change this dream or what would you alter if you could in any way? I would probably turn around to face the lion that I didn't see that had so frightened my friend, and I would expect to see it right there. Okay. And I would probably engage it, you know. I would say, hey. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and I would talk to it, right? Like if, in light of what you just said, which I think makes a lot of sense, I would probably say, you don't really have to eat me. I get your message. <laughs> I get it. But mm-hmm. right now, I'm at this picnic. And you can go off and do your lion thing. But I'm going to have right. this picnic with my friends. <laughs> mm. and, uh, and we can coexist. Because because uh, there's there's space for both of us. There's space for us, from my friends and I, to have this picnic, and there's space for you to you know be your lioness. Mm, beautiful. 
I can't help but think about when you said the part about the female lion being, um, I don't know that you said this word, but the most vicious, like the the one that's scary. So it makes me think about like a female voice or a female energy that could be critical or that could pounce or even mm. some feminine energy inside that that might catch you when you're when you're least expecting it. Um, just to wrap this up with a big, beautiful bow before we get ready to either grab another caller or go to a quick break. I want to say if it were my dream, because I always want, I'm always looking for how do I include everything and everyone in my dream? I think what your scenario was, Katie was beautiful saying, look, I want to have this. I'm setting a boundary. Let go do your thing. Let me have mine. I deserve this. It's good. Bye-bye. But I would say, okay, but what? sometimes what we push away comes back. What we resist persists. So mm. I would say mm-hmm. lion, mountain lion. So if I was to embody the strength and the power of you, what if you represent a me that is even more powerful than I already think of myself as? And if I really embodied this amazing strength, I would be able to be even more relaxed because I wouldn't have to prove myself. I would know that I am so strong and so capable that in one failed swoop, I could pounce on anything and get anything to, I could do anything. So because of that, I can chill and maybe invite you even to, to be kind of like a protector animal to keep the ants away or keep any bugs away. So curl up like you're my pet and you love me and I'm connected to you. And, and so you, and I even want to hear you purr. That might make me even more relaxed and more able to be exposed and enjoy myself at this luscious feast with my friend. Oh, I love that. that (laughs) So my, my question for you, as we wrap this piece up is what can you do? There's always, I believe every dream it wants us to take some form of action in our waking life. I call this a dream activation. So if you were going to do something physically in your world that honors this dream, what would that be? Hmm. Um, I think it would be to try to embody what you just described to kind of, um, Mm. uh, you know, maybe not judge myself so harshly and, and say, look, there's, there's time for work. There's time for play. It's okay. Because, the play actually makes the work better. Mm, oh, so I would, you know, amen. I would embody that power and uh, and allow myself to do that because, um, yeah, that that does not always happen. <laughs> awesome! But I love All right, feeling. give yourself more time to. Play. Yes. Yeah, when the you feeling. when you were describing that, I could feel that when you talked about like taking on the lion's power, like that that felt really good because it felt calming because the lion is is in you know. In charge, the mm. lion's got power. So if I if I Absolutely. realize that I have power over myself, and <laughs> awesome, Katie, away. thank you so much for sharing your dream with me. And we are going to be right back after this quick break here on Ask Doctor Dream. The number again is eight one six two five one three five five five, and share some dreams. We've got lots of callers lined up, so we're going to do a little bit more rapid fire when we come back here on Ask Doctor Dream. On- Discover the power within. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. 
Unity Online Radio is bringing the message of unity to thousands of spiritual seekers around the world. If you enjoy our programming, we invite you to support it by visiting unityonlineradio.org and clicking on Donate Now. Help us continue to provide inspiring content to everyone. Thank you for your support. Here's a Unity Mindful Moment with Eric Butterworth, taken from the live lecture, A Course in Practical Metaphysics. Healing is the experience in our life of coming out of the darkness into the light, getting out of the confusion of human consciousness into the allness which is always present. But the allness of infinite life is present even within the illness. So God is not a healer. He doesn't look down upon you and say, well, you're sick, but you're a good person and I like you very much, so I'm going to take this illness away from you. God doesn't take illness away from anybody. Nor does God put illness into anyone, which belies a lot of traditional religious thought, too. We talk about, well, suffered to be so, it's God's will, and I guess it's my place to accept it. The will of God must always be the ceaseless longing of the Creator to express itself in that which has created. So it's a constancy, it's a force, which is ever seeking to press itself out into visibility as life, as wholeness, as success. To find out more about Eric Butterworth, visit unity.org. Have you ever performed a random act of kindness? In a beautiful new book called Write It On Your Heart, Unity employees make suggestions for random acts they've tried or received themselves. The book includes 40 ways to express kindness or compassion and has room to journal about your experiences. It's the perfect gift, and you'll want one for yourself, too. Look for Write It On Your Heart at unity.org shop. For over 23 years, Liz Dunn and the team at Celebrate Your Life have been presenting life-changing events with some of the world's leading spiritual teachers. Experience a Celebrate Your Life event for yourself in 2019. Tickets are available now for the International Women's Summit, March 7th to 10th in Phoenix, Arizona, featuring some of the most inspirational speakers in the realm of mind, body, and spirit. Do something for yourself this year. Go to CelebrateYourLife.com and reserve your space today. Enroll in the Mystery School with Maggie Whitehouse every Monday at 2 p.m. Central. Based in the U.K., Maggie is a maverick priest, comedian, and writer that'll introduce you to all things mystical. Join in the conversation with some fascinating guests and explore topics like Kabbalah, the divine feminine, shamanism, and a lot more. Explore some new ideas and provocative topics, all delivered with a sense of humor. Check out our online schedule or get the podcast on demand here on unityonlineradio.org. Call now with your question or comment. 816-251-3555. That's 816-251-3555. Dream interpretation and a lot more. Welcome back to Ask Dr. Dream with Kelly Sullivan Walden. Welcome back, everybody, to Ask Dr. Dream, where we uncover the truth of your dreams and reveal the beauty of who you are. And I am Kelly Sullivan Walden, a.k.a. Dr. Dream. And the number to call if you have a dream you'd like to explore with me and Nancy T, the number is 816-251-3555. 
And um, earlier in the show, Nancy was revealing uh, the Dream Oracle card for the day from the Hero's Journey Dream Oracle deck that just came out. And it was the 10,000 Angels card. Thank you, Nancy, for sharing that with us. So if you didn't get to hear that, go back to the beginning of the show and hear Nancy read all about that. Or you can get your own deck at Amazon.com or wherever books and Oracle decks are sold. It's the Hero's Journey Dream Oracle. Okay, so let us, without further ado... Let's see, Sandy has been holding for a while. Sandy, Sandy, you are live on Ask Dr. Dream. Hello, hey, Sandy, got thank a dream you for, for taking my call. Awesome. Do you have a dream or a dream question? Well, I, it's really a dream question. It's, it's not my okay. dream, it's my daughter's dream. She's my adult daughter, and okay. we lost our, uh, our dog and, and my grandmother about two years ago, within about two weeks of each other. And my daughter frequently has dreams where she sees the two of them together. And she always asks me, do I think that that's a message to her? Do I think that that's, you know, them communicating with her? And I don't know how to answer that. I don't have dreams like that, but it's fascinating me. Do you have an opinion about that? I happen to have quite an opinion about that. Oh, (laughs) let me at them. Oh, wow. Okay. This makes me so happy. I I think there's, all right, let me go back to when I was first researching this, because when I really started hanging my shingle as Dr. Dream, people were coming to me left, right, and center with dreams of departed loved ones. And, and I had my hunch, but I wanted to also just see what some of the other experts said. And I found, um, some of the work of, um, Oh my goodness, I'm spacing out on her name. I was going to say Mary Baker Eddy because we talked about her earlier. But it's the woman who wrote On Death and Dying. And she had interviewed thousands and thousands of people about their dreams of the departed, their departed loved ones. And, and what she came to after thousands of these dreams, her opinion was that they absolutely are, more often than not, they are visitations. And it's that she's the one that that coined the phrase the five stages of loss she's definitely an expert when it comes to this kind of thing and i happen to think it's it's my opinion too that more often than not these are visitations from our departed beloved beloveds um i think sometimes they also are become symbolic to us like i know my grandmother bishop my grandma bishop she i always used to say she represents quiet strength so I think when she appears in a dream, I think she's not just being her, but she's also reminding me about these qualities that she represented to me and for me. So I can also take that if she's not speaking an actual message, I feel like the message is in a subtext that she's still loving me and she's helping me to remember my own quiet strength because that's such an opposite quality from what I tend to have. So I would ask your daughter to to define in some ways give like two or three adjectives to to the dog and to was it your mother that passed away it was my grandmother so her great grandmother her great grandmother so to think of qualities that that represent these these beings and and for her to know that yeah i think on some level they're coming in to tell her that they are still alive they've survived death they are connected to her they love her and I'm, I'm imagining that she feels reassured by these dreams. I don't want to assume completely, but is that true? Does she feel happy after she has these dreams? She does. And my guess would be that both of them probably represent comfort and peace to her. 
Yeah. So there's the micro level of looking at dreams and then there's the macro. On the very micro level, these comfort and safety, reassurance, love are the qualities that, that they represent to her, for her, for whatever she's going through at the time that she has those dreams at, at the very least. And then as we go a step higher, I think it's also a reminder that she is connected to them, which means that really this thing that we call death is, isn't true. It's just, it's like just a change in phase, like how ice becomes water or becomes steam. It's just a different phase. So she's connected to them. So that brings her up to a higher place of awareness. And then from the highest, highest place, I think there's this ultimate reminder that she's standing in the midst of when she has this dream that she herself is in fact, a bridge between here and the hereafter. And that this must be a place where she gets to connect to her higher wisdom and and a love that's beyond this world. So there's so much that you can do with these dreams. At the very least, honor them, take them seriously, and meditate on them and let them make you feel really good. And on the highest level, they can actually be a door to her own awakening to open up to more of her spiritual maturity and awareness. I like that a lot. Nancy, I know you're listening and I know you've had lots of dreams of departed loved ones and you've heard of them as well. So um, what's your perspective that you're feeling in this moment? Well, if it were my dream, I would absolutely think it was a visitation and just I believe that when people lose pets, especially, a lot of times they think, where did they go? And are are they okay? And are they just gone? And I feel like it's a big message to say they're together and all of that love still is living. And um, so as soon as you told us that your dream, I went, oh, of course, thank goodness <laughs> I was on mute because I would have just been interrupting the whole show. But I, I just, it just felt so warm and exactly what you said, comforting to me just to know they're okay and they're happy and, and all of that love is still there. Mm-hmm. That's if it Absolutely. My yeah. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. You know, I think when our when people and and dogs, oh my God, sometimes it's even harder when we lose a dog or or an animal, a pet. When they pass away, it's almost unthinkable that 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 could happen because we're so connected and they mean so much to us. It's like how could we live without them? It's it's tragic with a capital T, and and yet these dreams are the biggest way that we can heal this divide and they they are one of the quickest ways that we can evolve and become 10,000 steps ahead in our own enlightenment process and no longer fear death. So I'm so happy that you brought this dream to us today, Sandy. Is this helpful? It was very helpful. Thank you so much. I appreciate you both. You are so welcome. Thank you so much, Sandy. Okay. okay so if anyone else has a question, for about dreams, about the hereafter, the number to call is area code 816-251-3555. And again, 816-251-3555. So Nancy T, give us some of the dreams that were written in. What do you got? Okay. Well, first of all, this first one's about a puzzle and it comes to us from Linda. And 
she's in her closet. So, of course, that immediately piqued my interest. And <laughs> she noticed that she's in the Because that's where clothes yeah. live and shoes. Okay. Where clothes and shoes live, yeah. So she's in the closet, and the closet's mostly empty, except there's one box, and it's on a high-level shelf. And she reaches up to get it, and underneath this box are two puzzle pieces. Her first thought is, oh, my goodness, I better put these in the box and tape it shut. And that's all. What is this all about? And now I want to know because there weren't nearly enough shoes in there. So this puzzle piece must be very important. Right. I'm picturing a very barren closet. Well, the first thing. So what what was her name again? Her name is Linda. 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 Okay. So here's the deal, Linda. If it were my dream... I would, I would first of all think that it was curious and interesting that that I was putting, wanting to put these puzzle pieces back in the box. I mean, in a box, taped up in a closet. So to me, this is. Yeah, she said so. Too, they wouldn't get lost. She does say so that. that. So it wouldn't get right. lost. Right. And a little, one more frame of reference: the shelf in the box seemed dusty, and the, okay. and the closet wasn't too dark. There. Okay. Okay. Perfect. So I would, I would think when I, whenever I hear of a closet, I mean, think of when you're, when we're decoding dreams, think of the, the colloquialisms, the way that we use these phrases. So we talk about in the closet is a place where, yes, it's where we put our clothes and our shoes and things like that, but it's also where we hide our skeletons. It's where we hide things from view. So what I like about this dream is that Linda is wanting to keep track of these things, that she's not just wanting to toss these puzzle pieces in a corner and let them get lost. As to me, I interpret this as these are puzzle pieces of my soul. These are parts of myself that maybe got shoved in a closet because they were strange or weird or didn't belong with the rest of me. And so they just got relegated to the closet. But if it were my dream, I'd be really curious about what's on these puzzle pieces and what do they represent? So I would really want to take the whole box out of the closet. I'd want to open the whole thing up and I'd want to put these pieces together and see what the story is. What's it telling me? What is it? And not want to put it back in before I know what it is. And in my mind, I'm always just as we had, just as in the conversation earlier with Katie, having the mountain lion join her at the picnic, I'm always wanting to incorporate these things that would otherwise get shoved away. Because I know from my own healing process that that whatever gets pushed away, it's it's a part of our power. It's part of my own power that that when I have it back with me, it, it can actually do some good. It can be juicy. So I would want to know what's in it and, and I'd want to put the pieces together again. And so it's kind of like Humpty Dumpty sat on a wall. Humpty Dumpty had a great fall, blah, 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 blah. Put Humpty Dumpty back together again. I feel like these puzzle pieces are part of what would put me back together again. And I'm really curious about what those pieces are. I feel like they're super important and they don't want to go in a box but I think it's good that she's wanting to keep track of them. Okay, what comes up for you about this dream, Nancy? Gosh, I, I have to say that, that, that there's just puzzle pieces. Those feel like an answer to me. And it's, yeah. it's as though this whole closet is cleared out. and She's just got one little message that needs to come through. And I, I would yeah. love to talk to her live to say, hey, what do you think that message is? Because I bet you something is right on the tip of her tongue. But um, those right. two puzzle pieces and 
the fact that she just wanted to put them in there and not not lose them. It was important to her to not lose the message. Yes. So yeah. I, there's something very precious about this dream. Right. I feel like it's a step in in the right direction. I'm glad she wrote it in and I'm glad she wants to keep track of them, but I'm wanting, I'm really feeling like she needs to take them out, put them in the light. And I think it's also good for her that she's only got one little box and a couple little puzzle pieces in her closet, whereas so many people have just like a thousand bowling balls and skeletons and God knows what else is in there. So yay for Linda. Okay. What other dreams do we have? What else we got? Okay. Well, I've got one of Jesus, so I think we need to read that one. Oh, we know you love Jesus and dreams. Okay, let's hear what's going on with Jesus. We do. I have a great Jesus dream. Okay, so this comes to us from Kathy Ann, and she had this wonderful thing. Or I'm, I just, that's my own opinion. Okay. Okay. (laughs) um, She's outside, and the sky is doing some different patterns in the clouds and suddenly this black hole appears and a man falls through. Now the first man that falls through it looks like the pastor from the Waltons which mm. <laughs> isn't that great? She had, she had watched the Waltons earlier that evening so he comes through. But moments later who comes through but Jesus? She's clear on this because she's seen images and this is definitely Jesus. So <clears throat> she, he falls through the sky and was amazed what she was saying. She was with a co-worker, and then suddenly she found herself reaching the top of a mountain and looking down below, and there were small fires everywhere, no houses in sight. She woke up feeling that what she'd seen was so real. Mm. Hey, Kathy Ann. Mm. Yeah. That's something. Okay. Well, let's see if this were my dream and I know, you know, this because I shared this with you about your Jesus dream that you might have to share again, Nancy. Um, I think when, for most people, when they, if Jesus as a symbol is represents eternal life, forgiveness, a great, the great possibility for what we could be here. I mean, Jesus said, in the Bible, this and greater things can ye do. So to me, I always think that Jesus is like pointing towards this higher way that we could be that's not blaming and shaming and hurting each other, but but loving each other, turning the other cheek. So to have Jesus show up in a dream, to me, just by itself, even if nothing else happens in the dream, it's there's this tremendous healing and upliftment and inspiration that that is worthy of meditating on for years and years and years, or at least a good day. And I feel uplifted even just talking about this dream. But so him falling out of the sky after the pastor. So it seems like whatever my normal, if it were my dream, I would think that whatever my normal way of connecting with God is, it's fallen. And falling isn't necessarily like, falling from grace, although sometimes it could be, but it could be that when things fall apart, some things fall together. And sometimes things fall at my feet. I'm not looking for them. I'm not trying so hard to make a miracle happen, but they just fall out of the clear blue sky and boom, here they are. So here's my normal pastor, my normal way of connecting to God or to higher realities. But then following that is Jesus himself. And to me, this, to me, this is a revelation. It's like, I don't have to go looking for the second coming. It's happening and, and it's in my dream. And I would even, 
go so far as to say, and some people might think I'm incredibly blasphemous for saying this, so please don't hate me or, or go ahead and hate me if you want. But I believe as Carl Jung did that everyone and everything in our dreams is an aspect of ourselves. So that means if Jesus shows up in a dream, then he may very well be expressing an aspect of self, the highest self that's coming down to earth, bringing that on high wisdom from this lofty space, bringing it down to earth, down where I can connect with it, down where I can make it user-friendly. And what do I do with it? I end up taking it up again. I go up on the mountaintop. So to me, this dream is interesting because it's like these levels up, down, up, down. And to me, that usually represents levels of consciousness. Something coming in from down, coming from above is something high that's meeting me on the ground level. And if I truly receive it, then I'm elevated and then I'm at a higher stature so I can stand on the mountaintop. And what I love is that there's this fire going on below and normally, if you're down below, you would be in terror about fire. But from above, it's okay. There's no drama. In fact, it's kind of like a burning bush. It's a message maybe that to pay attention, that this thing is trying to get your attention so that you don't forget this brilliant, beautiful moment. I think so many times we, we have these incredible insights and we go, oh my God. I just got all the answers to everything I've always wanted. I feel loved. I'm connected to the universe. Oh, what's that bright, shiny thing? And we forget all about it. But when it's burning, it's like trying to emblaze itself in this dream in our consciousness, in my consciousness, and in Kathy's consciousness. So I think this is a powerful dream that is really trying to get her attention and trying to get my attention and all of our attention so that we wake up, get up to higher ground. And accept that this energy from on high is coming down to meet us where we're at to make our lives better. Okay, that's what I got. What do you got, Nance? Well, oh yeah, I I walk away with a feeling, and that is, if it were my dream, I at first I was curious, I was amazed, and then it just all felt so real. And mm-hmm. I think that's a lot of life is and it wouldn't that be great that's how we approach life just we were always mm. just a little bit curious something and then amazed at whatever it was and then just realized okay that's real and now i can move on and it's okay that it's it, it is that way so she so to me she was protected from those fires but she was able to observe it and be okay and and so I, the feeling you know me when i have jesus in a dream i feel good anyway but oh yeah he was there and then that just it all feels good to me oh i love it and i love that there's the little detail of of her friend from work is there yeah, and to me that yeah. says that okay maybe this is there's some level of this is my work to do and this is a friendly part of my work that i'm being reminded of this is my work and just like my, one of my favorite quotes and god i can't for um, oh 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 I'm thinking of two things at the same time the the keep fresh before me, the moments of my high resolve, that quote, um, Oh, it's the bomb. And like, really let's keep these moments before us. We have to work on them sometimes. I mean, they seem so simple, so clear and Oh my God, they go away. They go away so fast. So we need to work to keep these, 
strong, powerful intentions here. And by the way, it was, okay, it was, uh, oh my God, I had her name, five stages of loss, Mary, oh, Mayor Baker, Eddie, Elizabeth Kubler-Ross. Yay. Oh my yeah. God. I love that. Thank you, Nancy. <laughs> Thank you. God, I need that. Oh my God. Know, and right? was it Tom? Right. So now you have to look up, keep fresh before me, the moments of my high resolve. Okay, I'll set up. I will. Oh, I don't have for the inward journey. It was Howard Thurman. I got it. Yay. There you go. Bam. It's all Bam. Popular. I might forget, <laughs> but it comes back around. Okay. So Nancy, in these few moments, if you could share your Jesus dream while we're on this Jesus oh, dream yeah. kick. My, my Jesus dream is very quick and lovely. Um, okay, okay. So I'm walking into, if you imagine a hotel pool, you know how you walk in the glass doors and then there's a pool on the side. Well, the pool, I'm going on a tour and I'm at the back of the tour and there's like a Julie McCoy cruise director in the over here we have the waters and up there is jesus's tomb and what it was is a spiral staircase and a mezzanine level and then blankets and excuse me um jesus is an the crowd is muffling and getting all excited about it and i look to the left and in the pool is this figure it's a long white robe with long dark hair and out comes jesus up out of the you know just out of the pool walking up those stairs and he's completely dry. And right away, I think, mm. but that was just, that's just my little commentary on the inside. And I notice he's dry and I, get, I fall to my knees. I have a tear fall in my eye and I said, Jesus, I love you. And he said, I love you too, Nancy. And I said, you know my name? And then I went, oh, of course, you know my name. And, and <laughs> then I said, Jesus, I help me move my couch and I had a couch just appear there, of course. And I had been in the midst of in my real world. And I and he went to the other side of it. And like light as a feather, stiff as a board, with two fingers, he lifted his side, like air, just lifted it up. And then I went to lift my side. And I said, Jesus, this is me. And then I looked up, like, oh, oh, do you get it? And Jesus laughed. And then I laughed. And he knew I was having blessed. I was just playing and joking, and I felt this overwhelming, beautiful feeling of Jesus gets me. And I woke up, and I never lost that feeling. What is that? You know, no matter what I do, Jesus gets me. Oh, what a beautiful yeah. dream. I've heard this one before, <laughs> and every time I hear it, it's like, it's magical. And I think these dreams are not just for us. I think they're for everyone we share them with because I think they lift us all up. But I love that you have this heavy thing to lift, which would be like a burden or some heavy thing that you're dealing with, but you're asking, you you think to ask. So I think so many of us going through something and we forget to ask for help, Yes. We forget to say, oh, yeah, 10,000 angels. Oh, yeah, Jesus. Oh, yeah, all of you spirit guides who are with me at all times um, want to lend a hand. I think we need to do that. I think every once in a while they'll bust on through. There's divine intervention when we're not looking for it, when we're not asking, just as in the earlier dream about Jesus kind of falling through the sky. But I think for yeah. the most part, it's we need to ask and you asked and then Jesus helped and lifted this couch. It was light as a feather. So I think that no matter whoever's listening to this, if you're going through something heavy, ask for some help and notice that it ain't heavy, 
for your angels. It ain't heavy for the Jesus part of you or to Jesus, whoever you're calling in and, or any spirit guide that, that happens to be yours, Buddha, Krishna, whoever it may be. And then that lightness, I love that whole thing about you saying, Jesus, that was, that was heavy or these, oh, and thinking that you're going to get in trouble, but no, Jesus laughs because Jesus gets you. It makes me think of this song. Oh, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus yeah. loves me. Jesus gets me. It's the so Bible sweet. So. The Bible tells me so. And the couch lifting incident tells me so. Oh, this is a, these dreams are worth meditating on. And I'm so grateful for everyone who shared their dreams with us. And we've got a bunch of other dreams that were written in that we didn't have a chance to get to that hopefully we will get to next time. And if you're listening now and you're like, oh man, I have a dream and I forgot to share it. Or now that I'm hearing all these dreams, it's starting to percolate all my dreams. They don't even have to be giant dreams. They don't have to be life-changing, seeming dreams. Sometimes the most powerful dreams are the ones that we would otherwise sweep under the carpet. There's no such thing as a throwaway dream. So if you start keeping track of your dreams throughout the week, call in next week and we will explore your dreams with us. And we'll, we're always here, Unity Online Radio, every Wednesday live, 10 o'clock Pacific, 11 o'clock, I don't know what that central time it's noon and one o'clock eastern and there's so many wonderful dreams and if you want to here's my shameless plug for the hero's journey dream oracle deck if you're feeling a little bit dream drought ish by playing with these cards it'll start to stimulate the symbolic part of your mind the part of you that thinks in a dreamy way so nancy t thank you for joining me today Thank you so much, everyone who called in. Thank you for listening. Thank you, Jesus, for joining us. And thank you, Louie, on the other side of the switchboard, Diane Ray. Thank you, everyone here at Unity Online Radio. Until we meet again next week, don't take your dreams lying down. Thank you for listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Hi, I'm Liz Winter and I have been a medium and a spiritual development teacher for over 30 years. On my podcast, All Aboard the Mediumship, I want to share the message with you that there is a wealth of love and comfort available to you from the spirit world. On my podcast, you can experience this comfort and peace for yourself through gentle guided meditations and helpful messages. Make sure you subscribe and follow so you never miss an episode. Part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network.